0: It's the Hoffman Show on the Team 980, always live as well on the free Odyssey app and, of course, streaming on YouTube at the Team 980 as well, where if you're watching, you will see another face on the screen. It is one we have had so many times this year. What would be one of our final shows of 2023 without another visit from our good friend Don Van Notta Jr., the Pulitzer Prize-winning writer from ESPN? Uh, Don, just when you thought you were out,
1: You get pulled right right
0: back in again.
1: Welcome back. That's right. Thank you, Craig. Good to see you. Happy holidays. Happy
0: holidays to you, too. So uh, one of Dan Snyder's former, yes, that guy, Dan Snyder's former minority partners, one of the three who had the big stake in the team that ultimately got sold, has now sued Bank of America. Interestingly enough, it is Bank of America. It is not Snyder. It is not the NFL. uh, But they sued Bank of America in federal court, basically saying like, hey, you guys made us sell our portion of the team. At a valuation of three billion, and then the team sold for six. You guys did the sale. What? What? You guys? No, that's not cool. Um, and there, are, that is the 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 very surface level uh, top line of this story. As the person who has reported it out, where do you think this goes? And and is this something where like, hey, they cut him the check because they don't want this to come out, and he goes away? Like, who are we talking about here? What to you is the
1: most interesting part of this? Well, Bob Rothman, as you pointed out, Craig, was one of the three minority partners who owned uh, a, a substantial stake of the commander since 2003. Forty percent was shared by these three billionaires. The key here is that Bob Rothman is a billionaire and he's angry. That's Those are the two key things. He feels aggrieved by Bank of America and Bank of America. He was actually a client of Bank of America's wealth management department since the late 90s so he felt that bank of america owed him a fiduciary duty to protect his interests at the same time bank of america is also the nfl's bank and also dealt with the sale of the commanders so the centerpiece of the lawsuit really goes back to that 55 million dollar credit line that dan snyder took out secretly unbeknownst to his three partners uh back in 2018. Uh, the bylaws of the team state that The three limited partners, all who are members of the board of directors, have to approve any major financial decision by the team. They knew nothing about Snyder's application for $55 million through the team uh, back in 2018. And when they finally discovered it, they were quite upset and challenged this with the NFL through the arbitration process. And the NFL did nothing about it. They were not interested in investigating it. Uh, And then basically they sold, as you said, at a far less valuation than what Snyder got only two years later. So the lawsuit really is Rothman with a series of complaints against Bank of America. But there's quite a bit in the lawsuit as well about how angry that Rothman is and the limited partners at both Snyder and at Roger Goodell in the NFL.
0: So just to be clear for the audience, uh, this, there's no Josh Harris involvement here. There's no nothing moving forward with the team. We get to just sit back. We can enjoy reading Don's work. We can pop some popcorn. And we <laughs> don't have to be as emotionally high-strung and invested as previous conversations with Don. But it's very interesting. And it could get really, really interesting if this thing goes to Discovery, which in talking with you about this and reading the story, it seems like if Bob Rothman is a bank angry billionaire – like cutting him a check, he's not going to go away, this could get really nasty for the NFL.
1: This is a problem that the NFL cannot solve with a big check. Uh, you know, Usually the NFL uh, takes care of a lot of its dirty business through the arbitration process, which is not public. This uh, is something that can't go to arbitration. It's a lawsuit, as we said, between uh, against Bank of America by Bob Rothman, but there could be discovery that looks into the way the NFL handled the Dan Snyder investigation. And I know from speaking to the lawyers uh, for Mr. Rothman, that is something that they are very interested in, very curious about. In fact, there's a paragraph in the lawsuit that harkens back to a story we did at ESPN in October of 2021. Craig, but you and I have talked about a lot yeah. about this feeling around the NFL. They'd heard repeatedly that Dan Snyder was telling people that he had gathered dirt on Roger Goodell and on fellow owners. And if his back was against the wall and he was forced to ever sell the team, he was going to use that dirt and blow up the league. That's a paragraph in this lawsuit. It's something Rothman and his lawyers are focused on. And it's something the NFL hasn't had to deal with before. Not only do they have arbitration not at their disposal, but they also don't have a big check they can write to a very motivated, very angry billionaire who wants to get the truth.
0: So what is the significance of him suing Bank of America and not naming the NFL, not naming Snyder in terms of the NFL's control over this?
1: I think that is an excellent question. And it's one of the things that was really striking to me, because when you read the complaint, there are all sorts of allegations that are leveled against both Dan Snyder and the National Football League. Uh, In fact, there's multiple places in this 45 page complaint where they are called co-conspirators in this sort of scheme that Rothman feels that he was basically screwed out of hundreds of millions of dollars. As as you pointed out in April of 2021, when Snyder bought the 40% uh, minority ownership of the team back from these three billionaires, it was an evaluation far less than $3 billion. And just two years later, he closed for more than $6 billion. So that's quite a bit of money that was left on the table. the lawsuit by Rothman against Bank of America primarily focuses on advice that was given to the three partners, in particular to the plaintiff, Mr. Rothman. The key allegation is against a Bank of America executive named Elliot McCabe. And McCabe, according to the allegations in the lawsuit, uh, Rothman feels was looking out far more for the interests of Bank of America in growing this NFL franchise financial side of the business, than he was in protecting Mr. Rothman's interests. And Mr. Rothman, as I said earlier, is a client of Bank of America. He is somebody who relies on their wealth management advice, and he felt that the bank owed him as much of fiduciary duty in protecting his interests as they did in looking out for Dan Snyder. The other interesting part of this, Craig, that I think is getting a little bit overlooked in the story, is that Bank of America gave a lot of rope for dan snyder to hang himself remember that the allegation that we reported back in february when we first wrote about this 55 million dollar credit line is that the partner said that snyder was using the team as his personal piggy bank that he was paying himself three and a half million dollars for putting the team logo on his private jet that millions of dollars were being used for his private yachts and for his private airplanes team money and So the question then is, why did Bank of America approve $55 million, unbeknownst to any of Snyder's partners? And there is some thinking among some of the executives around the league and owners that perhaps Goodell was, with a wink and a nod, allowing Bank of America to give so much debt to Dan Snyder that eventually he would have no choice but to sell the team. Now, that puts Goodell in a slightly different uh, frame than what uh he appears to be in the rothman complaint in other words this was a diabolical play by both bank of america and the nfl to give snyder so much debt that the debt service would basically break him and he'd have no choice but to ultimately sell the team
0: yeah you had a great line in the story about that and basically the the, the first part is what you just said the second part is like bank of america didn't care and the nfl didn't care who got hurt in the process and that is the crux of this lawsuit is rothman's like hey I'm the guy who got hurt. What about me? I got rights, too. Uh, and and courts certainly uh, don't take lightly banks not performing their fiduciary responsibility. So this could get uh, this could get. Yeah. And,
1: and to be really clear, there there was a very set uh, there was an established set of guidelines in the bylaws that any time any major financial decision was going to be made by the Washington football team. The board members had to approve it. And these three board members who owned 40% of the team knew nothing about Snyder's $55 million credit line and only got suspicious when Snyder didn't pay them a quarterly profit share in 2020. That's really when they started becoming aware that there wasn't nearly as much money here as they believed. And within a year, they sold and at a very deep discount from what Snyder ended up selling at just two years later.
0: Don Van Nada, of course, from ESPN, is with us here on the Hoffman Show. So, Don, that kind of leads to, I guess, a couple of follow-up things that I think are, are probably more relevant to our sports radio audience moving forward. Uh, first would be the NFL side of this. Then I'm going to get to the Washington side and kind of the repercussions that we're living right now of all of these decisions. On the NFL side, you have this, and then January 10th, you have the Gruden lawsuit going in front of the Nevada Supreme Court. Is 2024 about to be the year of discovery for the NFL? And if so, like, I know Goodell just got a new contract. I'm sure he's pretty pumped about it right now. Like, what does that mean for the league if there's a bunch of untoward, uh, unsavory things that come out in in lawsuits by Goodell and other top league officials?
1: Well, the league is obviously firing on all cylinders. TV ratings have almost never been higher, but there are two very dark clouds on the horizon. This Rothman lawsuit, which... Uh, I know concerns some folks around the NFL, but even more is the John Gruden lawsuit, which, as you point out, uh, on uh, January 10th in a Nevada Supreme Court courtroom, uh, the NFL and Gruden will clash. And basically the decision in the hands of the Nevada Supreme Court is whether the case can move forward that Gruden brought on those leaked emails uh, in open court and look to discovery. So discovery in that case, if that's approved by the Nevada Supreme Court and any discovery that we can see in the Rothman case uh, clearly concerns the NFL because they will not have arbitration, which always occurs behind closed doors, which lawyers routinely call a kangaroo court that's rigged for the NFL, will not be able to take place. And so it'll be very interesting to see what happens in the Gruden uh Lawsuit, uh, you know, as the Nevada Supreme Court decides that, and to see what happens here with Rothman's complaint as we move forward in the coming months.
0: So then, the last part of this is, as I mentioned, this kind of reality that we're living right now, and you know, it, it's so many ways, so many things that we've talked about have nothing to do with football. But I feel like we always ended our conversations being like, "Why? Why is the NFL doing this this way? Like, why is it taking so long? Why aren't they pushing him out?" and we're talking obviously the day after uh, Sam Howell gets benched uh, for the commanders. And and we see like this football experiment of 2023 basically come to an end. Rivera's era is coming to an end before our eyes. And my whole thing for the football analysis this season has basically been like, they got screwed. Like Josh Harris couldn't do anything because this sale closed the day before training camp opened. And Dan Snyder was still in charge during the off season. And that probably had financial ramifications in terms of player acquisition, coaching acquisitions, all these all these things that you need to operate a football team were just on pause. So does this help potentially or could this Rothman lawsuit help potentially shed some light on what why this season essentially got sacrificed and why the NFL didn't move faster after Snyder even hired Bank of America last November?
1: The Rothman lawsuit, certainly, if discovery is allowed to proceed, could shed a lot of light on why this was a lost season. But even in July, Craig, you could have predicted this was going to be a lost season because we know already from the reporting we've done and what's been made public that Snyder basically was a cash-poor owner of the NFL. There aren't that many of those around, but he really was cash-strapped. And, you know, you saw in the offseason there was very little spending that was done. It was sort of a moribund franchise in neutral. In May, remember, is when we knew that Snyder was going to sell the team to the Josh Harris group. And so for those couple of months, really, the team was in a holding pattern. So it's not surprising to see what has happened. you know, that the Harris group now has, uh, this offseason to do quite a bit, including possibly a, a look at a rebrand and really make the team their own. But for all intents and purposes, this has still been Dan Snyder's team this fall.
0: Yeah. And so uh, you mentioned the rebrand. They, they teach us in journalism school when you do TV interviews. And I know we're doing a radio interview, but that's fine. You know, always ask the subject. Is there anything else you'd rather add or you'd like to add? <laughs> and, and for a man of your knowledge, Don Van Nada, with all of the things happening on the, the upper levels of the NFL and with the Harris group, is there anything you'd like to add? A rebrand. Have you heard anything about, you know, a team president or general manager movement for the Josh Harris group? What, what, what else have you heard about this team uh, right now?
1: Well, I don't think it's going to surprise any of your listeners to, to hear that the Josh Harris group really wants to make the team their own. And I said back in August on Rich Eisen's show uh, that I had heard from somebody in a position to know that a rebrand is something that will be considered. Now, I know that Harris, after that, publicly said, well, it's not something we're going to do during this season. we certainly left open the possibility that after the season, it's something that The owners are going to look at the new owners, and and I believe they are going to do that. Now, whether it happens immediately or it's another year or two, these things take time. Trademarks have to be researched and everything else, but that's part of it. They want to make the team their own. They want to shed any vestige of Dan Snyder, any sheen from Dan Snyder, any sort of gross, greasy streaks from Dan Snyder. They want to remove from the team. Commanders is a name that Dan Snyder came up with. I'm speaking now personally from my own experience and what I've heard and talking to people and what I've gleaned, I'll be very, very surprised if the team doesn't change its name sometime in the next couple of years. Interesting. Indeed. Don Van Natta, ESPN
0: award-winning journalist, many awards, many great stories, uh, many visits to the Hoffman show over the last couple of years. Uh, Don, thanks so much for your time as always happy holidays. And uh, I, I think we'll see you out in Vegas for the Super Bowl.
1: Looking forward to it, Craig always a pleasure this is the Hoffman Show on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app